all of, all the solar heaters. I'll throw it out to all all the guys who have built and gals that have built solar heaters, no matter what shape or material. You know, they're all they're all fantastic. I love every one of them. Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 190 with Eric Lataki. Eric and I have been in touch for a couple of years now because he has designed and now built several DIY solar heaters. Solar heaters are kind of a fringe thing, but they make a lot of sense if you live in a cold climate with sun. They essentially can provide free heat during the day, and the designs have not always been great. And so Eric is a DIY tinkerer and kind of a lifelong inventor and fabricator, and he has been incorporating designs from industrial ovens into a DIY solar heater build. And what's really cool is that the plans that he has designed can be built with common tools and materials that you can find at a local big box store and don't require any welding or special knowledge. This is just amazing. And then also, I forgot to mention that the plans and videos and everything that he puts out about them are completely free. So you really have nothing to lose here. In this conversation, Eric will explain what a solar heater is and how it works. And then I ask him, about the practicalities of the design, what it's good for, what it's not, how it gets installed in a house, and other important details. If you are looking for alternative ways to heat your tiny house, this episode is going to really open your eyes to some new possibilities. I hope you stick around. But before we get to that, I have one quick ask for you. As the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast approaches 200 episodes, I just wanted to say thank you to all my listeners. I love to hear from you. I love doing this show and all the great conversations that I get to share with you each week. So if you like Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, my ask to you is please share the show with someone who you think will like it. Take their phone, show them how to subscribe to a podcast, or just show them that they can go over to thetinyhouse.net slash THLP and listen to the shows right there on the page. I'm also experimenting with adding the shows to YouTube so you can watch slash listen in the background. So again, my ask is just please share an episode or the show with someone that you think will like it or post it on social media, however you like to do it. It's always great to find new listeners and I really appreciate your support. So again, please share the show with someone you think will like it. All right, on to the show. I am here with Eric Lataki. Eric has a background in industrial ovens and heating uh, as a welder and fabricator. He was also uh, a log cabin builder, a teacher for seven years. And about 10 years ago, he started playing around with the idea of solar heating with uh, a basic soda can heater. And Eric got in touch with me over a year ago to share some plans for a DIY solar heater uh, that would be ideal for tiny houses. And we've, we've been corresponding for quite a while now. 
and his plans have finally come together. So I wanted to have him on the show to talk to solar heaters. Eric Lataki, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Ethan. It's been a long time yeah, coming here. It so. has. So I was hoping we could start just could you explain like what a solar heater is? Because I, I don't think that many people have seen one. So maybe start with like okay. what does it look like? Yeah, basically it looks like well, the one I've designed is four feet by eight feet. Okay. Uh rectangle. And it kind of does look just like a regular solar panel and some people think it might produce electricity but it doesn't all it all it really does is pull cool air like say from a a basement area or just the lowest point in a house or a you know living space pulls it out of the house cycles it through the panel itself uh, that has the sun beating on it of course and it just heats that air up and sends it back into the house. So it's a very simple design, very simple. And all these, you know, soda can heaters, screen, black screen heaters that people have designed, mm -hmm. they all work. Yeah. Uh, they all heat the air. So this is just an alteration that I've come up with, uh, uh, kind of based on uh, plenums that we built, you know, for industry. I worked for my dad for a a number of years so what is a plenum a plenum is uh basically it's a box that will allow air to flow through it okay so we built ovens back in the day for heat treating metal uh annealing ovens the first oven i built for uh was for a uh glass floor and it was an annealing oven where after you build or after you blow that glass piece, you have to cool it down very slowly. So we built basically look it's about the size of a, a large freezer. Mm -hmm. So we built things like that. Uh, we built uh, powder coating ovens where you know they had conveyors going through, and, and we had to direct air you know in different ways. So usually heated with gas or or electric in that mm -hmm. case. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So yeah, basically, I you know, it's funny when I looked at the solar heaters online, I just thought it was kind of something fun to try. And okay. The ones I was looking at were the soda can ones or the beer can heaters, and I collected a, a fair amount of pop cans and cleaned them out and set them aside and kind of followed along on the instructions that I saw, and I found it immediately frustrating. So, <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, I still, th I thought it would be cool to, to build. So I like to build things out of non-traditional materials using one material or something else. That's kind of mm -hmm. fun mm -hmm. for me. So I thought the soda can heater would be cool anyway, just as something fun to do. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was frustrated with material. So still I didn't, I didn't use, or I wasn't looking at my past experience with building plenums uh -huh. still at that point, I was uh -huh. still trying to use materials uh, that wouldn't be traditionally used. Tried actually building another heater using ground up tires. There was a local tire recycler and they had, mm -hmm. you know, 50 foot high piles of, <laughs> of rubber. And I tried building a, a heater actually 
actually I did build quite a successful heater, but mm-hmm. the thing weighed about 200 pounds by the time you're done. And I thought to myself, boy, I'll never do this again. It was messy, stinky, dusty. And, you know, I gave up on that real quick. And then that was the point where I thought, you know, I should probably harken back to my experience building plenums. And, and I asked myself, well, what would we do in our factory? If we were going to have to build a solar heater, but you know, I thought, well, we would hand fabricate every piece virtually. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the normal the normal materials we used back then were, you know, your your like eighth inch angle iron, you know, for frames, and and we would break or bend the material, the you know, the sheet metal, mm-hmm. however which way we needed. So my initial goal for this heater was to come up with something that the average person you know could put together without using industrial equipment right brakes you know for people that don't know what a brake is it's something that actually bends metal doesn't break it it bends it people don't have those (laughs) so i thought you know what materials what materials would be available that, that you could put a plenum together fairly easily without dangerous power tools and I didn't want to have people using some of the tools that we use because they are dangerous. I've had several injuries myself. I didn't want to be, you know, hearing stories about someone following along with my book and injured. (laughs) So that was a fear of mine. So yeah, I, I don't know where else I could go with that. I can keep rambling here. Yeah, but. no, that, that's all helpful. I, have a, I, I, I wrote down a bunch of questions that I want to ask kind of based on okay. that. So, so okay. you, you set out to design and build this solar heater that could be built with parts that people can buy at like their local big box store. Right. And it seems like you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How, you know, what's the average cost that you've seen for the, for these parts? The last time I built it, I think the parts came out around, I think it was like $466. Okay. $466. Um, all right, so and, call it like 500 bucks and then yeah roughly because you know prices are going up a little bit here yep, yep as we all know and everything so and then last i checked i'll go ahead no no go ahead last well I like the polycarbonate the, the dual wall twin wall polycarbonate panel that goes on the front that that allows the sun to, to pass through those yeah. back when they were they were running about 40 bucks i think the last time i saw them they were about 60. Uh, I've seen them up over a hundred dollars. Yeah. So I encourage people to do their their shopping. I do provide some some links in the guide. Yeah. For places like people that are living in the, the Midwest, Menards is the place to go. I would say. All right. We've got those here in everything. Vermont too. You do have Menards in Vermont. We do. We do. Oh, excellent. Yeah, Menards usually has the best price I've found on, okay. on that polycarbonate. It, you know, you'd think that would be the most expensive thing ever, you know, comparing to like plexiglass. Uh-huh. Of course, the first, the first thing I thought of was plexiglass. I'll use plexiglass. I went to the store and can't usually find plexiglass in a four by eight feet. Yeah. It's really expensive three too. foot by something. But they were also well over a hundred dollars. Yeah. And, you know, a couple feet over, there was this polycarbonate. I said, this is dynamite stuff. And it's very similar to Solex. Yep greenhouse material which people may have heard of which is also that 
Solex has kind of an opaque. The goal of that is to kind of create a, an overcast mm-hmm. atmosphere for a greenhouse, mm-hmm. whereas this clear polycarbonate, I'm trying yeah. to allow as much sunlight to come through, of course, as possible. So, but it's a very similar material. It's almost... It's almost it like almost you're has a, creating a greenhouse, a little mini greenhouse outside of the house, and then just blowing that warm air inside. You are. However, the plenum itself separates that air that's flowing through uh-huh. from the house, going through, and then back into the house. That air doesn't come in contact with the polycarbonate. Oh. The plenum itself has the steel back. And it's mm-hmm. got a steel top so that the air flows through it. Interesting. Without touching anything else. So I'm trying to try to keep the air clean. Yep. Uh, free of chemicals. The only chemical it really comes in contact with is, is silicone. Yeah. hundred uh, percent silicone or a, a high temp silicone, which I also say to, you know, allow it to cure yeah. the, the proper amount of time. Usually, it might be forty-five days or so. Oh, 45 days. So we're at it, depending. I, you know, and I haven't like compared across the board all the different products. Yeah, but you know, roughly. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think it's terribly toxic in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of has that vinegar smell, but it's not something you don't want to be pumping in your house right away. Yeah. So we're at a, about a cost. Let's call it five hundred dollars. What's yeah, the, that's how that's much the time unit it itself. Take? Yeah. How much time? To build, build the unit. Yeah. I could build this thing in two hours if I wasn't filming. You wow. Know, I could just bang them out. They're so easy. And once you build one. What about for someone who hasn't worked in industrial oven fabrication? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, following the, the, the guide and yeah. especially the videos. I know you've, you've watched the videos. Yeah. I tried to my my darndest. They're great to to just narrow down every <laughs> every little part. If people have questions, you know, they can always shoot them to me, and I would be happy to add any suggestions to the yeah. guide yeah. or or you know a video. Yeah, but uh, you know, the average person, I think they could they could get this thing done in you know four or five hours. Nice, no problem. You know, right? Lunch. And then of course there's installing it into the house Mm -hmm. yeah that that part i haven't yet gone into great detail about that because there's so many different ways to do it Uh one guy uh, my 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 star you know (laughs) first student i'll call him who built built he built two units for his place in arizona is up in the mountains where it does get cold up in the mountains he he installed his with the Unistrut material. Yep. Just built an absolute bomber mount. Yeah. On his on his house, that would just withstand. I can't imagine anything could up, could rip it off the house the way he built it. Yeah, and I those some pictures are on your website. I, I on see the website, that. Yeah, yeah. And in the guide itself. Yeah, he did a, a awesome job. Unistrut's a little more expensive, mm-hmm. so I, I I'm trying to make this more affordable if I can yeah. for anybody. So I, I went with uh, the, you know, the angle iron that's got the little holes all along. You can yep. bolt it kind of like an erector set type material. Yep. Uh, that's available everywhere. 
all your big box stores have it. Mm-hmm. That's that's very, I think, so sufficient. You know, okay. you can you could beef it up however you you feel you need to, but that's very affordable. Yeah, the last that frame that I built, I took a lot of pictures, but I didn't have a, a lot of filming going on when I built yeah. that. My hope was this. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, my my hope was to do a video of, of the reinstall. Yeah, on my son's house actually, and had some car issues, so that we put that off. Hopefully, that'll happen in the next couple of weeks here before it really gets cold here in Minnesota. But that 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 frame is really simple to build. Uh, you, you could cut the cut that material with just a jigsaw or even a handsaw if you're. You know, you don't have to make a whole lot of cuts. Yeah. So it's it's not a big deal. Yeah. Those materials are also in the guide, and and that and that one you can pick up, pull it down, carry it down into the basement just like we did. Yeah. Uh, and up and back out, and it's very easy. It's light. Yeah. The whole thing you could pick up. Yeah, and and so is the idea that is the idea that you would take it off the wall in the summer. And remove it, or yeah, generally, I would say most people would. However, yeah. now there there's another application for this thing, and that could be that that might be another video coming up here. Yeah, I haven't really had time to to do this, but my idea is to run this into your dryer so that you mm-hmm. could run your dryer on cool and yet be cycling in this, you know, two hundred degree air plus. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you have a sense of how many BTUs this four by eight thing puts out at, at, you know, in full direct stun. I don't have those numbers with me right now. There's a lot of that information online. Okay. All I really know is that, you know, way back when I looked up after I built this, after yeah. I built the first prototype, mm-hmm. I found a place online. It was a government website and I have tried my hardest to dig this website up again. Cannot find it, but the information in it, stated that you know according to the government whoever mm-hmm. that was i don't know but a flat panel is the most efficient mm-hmm. for collecting sun which makes sense to me there's not a lot of angles to deflect the heat and so the btus hard to say because it's you know materials differ also in the guide i've i've, I've explained that that front heat collecting panel can be flipped over yeah so these these are roofing panels you know this is the stuff you'd see on a roof yeah on a barn or something it's got a it's coated on both sides but it's just how the shape is you know that that rib you could have the ribs up or you could have the ribs down i don't think it makes any difference it just gets super hot you know it yep. just does. You can't yep. really touch the. You can't touch the metal. You know, at, at the at the exit where that, that yeah that heat's coming out. All of, all the solar heaters. I'll throw it out to all all the guys who have built and gals that have built solar heaters, no matter what shape or material. You know, they're all they're all fantastic. I love every yeah. one of them. <laughs> you know, and this I is... just tried to build something that is easy and yeah super efficient you don't have to go hunting that was another thing that 
that first couple that I made, I was hunting for used glass doors. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hunting, you know, I found the, the, the right, the rubber material that from the tires, you know, I'm like, nobody's going to be able to do that. You know, it's right. Tough. So right. This is stuff you could run out or you can order it. I've got, you know, in the guide, I've got Amazon links. I've got links to Medard's uh, Home Depot, Lowe's. So hopefully people can find stuff pretty easily. I forgot what that question was initially. <laughs> I'm rambling again. Talking about installation. Yeah. I'm, installation. And yeah, we're far off that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Because <laughs> it, like, yeah, the installation, you can mount it to the wall, you can mount it to your house. Uh-huh. Uh, you could cut a hole in your house if you want. I, I don't like to do that personally. I, I just designed this thing where you can pop it into a window. Yep. Both, so, but know, there, both. there needs to be an intake and an output, right? So you, yeah. so is yep. it kind of like the top of the window and the bottom of the window or? Well, uh, the last, well, you want to pull your cool air in from the lowest point. So, you know, if, if you yeah. don't have a basement, you might just have that, you know, pulling air from, you know, you could have a tube just, you know, kind of like a dryer tube, you yep. know, just pulling air off the floor. That would, that would be fine. Okay. Recycling it. And then it's recirculating then i also yeah. you know have a, a filter over the intake of the uh, or you know where it is in the basement or wherever you want to have a filter over that so you're not you know driving a lot of dust into the machine itself mm-hmm. or the, mm-hmm. the plenum itself so it's it's easy to just pop it into a window you have leftover foam the the, the foam uh that that insulates yep. this thing, you're going to end up with, you have to buy two sheets. Yeah. So you're going to have some foam left over, which is fantastic. I love this foam. It's got the foil back. Mm-hmm. You know, you could use it for umpteen different projects, but it's great to just make that uh, window box for your inlet and your outlet. So that's what we've done. Okay. So, yeah. My son's house, it comes out of the basement and goes up r- right around the corner of his house and into the living room and works pretty well. Nice. And so is there a fan? Are there electronics involved in this or does it work completely by convective currents? You know, I'm just going to say that you can do it either way. Convection works. I just like to have a little more control over it, maybe. Yep. You know, so in the, in the guide, I've, I've found this fan. It's designed for, designed for, I'm going to try to find it here, here. Um, I was going to have that open. AC Finity? Yeah. It comes with a they have varying uh, diameter fans, but then they have the, the controller that goes with it. Mm-hmm. The controller has right now a, uh, a Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi enabled. Okay. However, I, I found a hack on, online where you could actually get this thing working off of your, uh, off, you know, your phone. So you could, you know, control us from wherever you are. I have not tried that yet. That was that was going to be one of our next things to implement here. So I wanted to give some instructions on how to do uh-huh. that. But it's slick. Uh-huh. It's a very nice looking unit. It's it's lightweight, well built, built uh, built here in America. And I love it. And so does that control that you can control that based on the inside temperature of your house as like a thermostat? Well, how this one works is it goes off. The temperature of inside the 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 unit itself. Okay. So you can set that. You 
you can set it to start at whatever temp you want. If you want it to start pumping at 60 degrees, you can do that. If you don't want it to start pumping until it's 72, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. Then you can set it to shut off. And uh, there's increments too. So you could have it flowing at a nice slow RPM. Just mm-hmm. one say in the morning, it starts heating up. It's going to be going slow. And then as it heats up, it's going to start cranking and driving that air into your uh, living space. So. Yeah pretty nice and versatile right and so it goes we haven't saying, had a lot of time these but these things are on back order i was having a hard time finding a unit that had life and i thought we finally got it installed however it was late in the season last year yeah. so we haven't had a lot of time to play with it but so far i love it it goes without saying and we're late late in the podcast here for me to say this, but this is essentially free heat once you've built it and obviously once you built it yeah obviously only during free, the day but yes yeah doesn't work at night. No. So do you no. have a so, sense? Yeah, once, do ahead. you have a sense of of um how much your your son's heating bills have been reduced? We haven't had enough time to it was too late. That's why I really want to get this going this this season because, yep. you know, what are they saying now? The the gas, uh natural gas and propane, they're both predicting. 54% increase this winter wow. for those fuels. Wow. So this this is the time to do the test. Yeah. You know, and I don't think it's going to be a warm winter. I think it's going to be normal. Well, it'll be great <laughs> so, to see. Yeah, I want yeah, I want to follow up with this. It'd be great to have some numbers for you. Cuz I've heard, you know, 30% cut in you know, cut in in your heating cost is kind of typical for a, a solar heater mm-hmm. but there's a lot of variables with that too you know how how are you insulating you know your windows are you putting plastic over them you have ceiling fans driving the heat down there's all kinds yeah. of things that you can do to make your house more comfortable i this would imagine i would imagine that for a tiny house during the day this could probably provide a lot of the heating needs i think yeah i think it would just cook you out I think you're going to have to have a window open or you're going to have to have that, you know, it's going to be more than enough for yeah. the tiny homes I've seen. You know, I've thought about this thing being used even on ice, ice houses. Yeah. Know, that'd be a kind of a fun thing. And you can vary, you know, you can, you could make this smaller. You could cut this thing in half. You could do mm-hmm. a four by four yeah. foot unit just as easily. And then uh, on that note, you can also turn this thing. I have, I just added this idea. I haven't built it like this yet, but I put a little graphic in the, in the guide on how to orient it horizontally. Mm-hmm. And I actually think building it horizontally would be easier to build. There's a little bit less cutting, but uh, yeah, you could, you could have this sideways kind of up, up, you know, upright. So Fishing shacks, tiny homes, RVs. I, I think it's, you know, more than enough for those daylight hours. Yeah. And you you mentioned, um, you know, it getting too hot. Is it, could you just, if you have like a duct system, can you just shut the duct if it's too hot? You could shut the duct. Here's another thing. You could just, you could, t- you could, you could uh, well, you could run it through a thermostat. Yeah. So you you know you could you could just have a 
kill switch on the entire right. system. And you won't like overheat it. It won't, it won't get too hot. And it hot. wouldn't overheat. And I, you know, actually that was a worry of mine was, you know, someone's going to connect this to a animal shelter and, you know, cook all the chickens or, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have to have a thermostat. You have to have some way, you know, just to keep, keep it safe. You don't yeah. want to have, have yeah. something just running hot air and willy nilly. So yeah, I, I advise about a thermostat. Yeah. Does it work when this, when it's like a gray overcast day? You still get some heat from it, or is it uh, there's only a sun? little bit. Yeah. I would say a little bit, and um, the sensitivity of the fan is is really important. There, it'll you know, even when I was building it out right outside here, it was it was just cooking. You know that you could see the 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 heat waves coming out of this thing, and then wow. you know cloud passes in front, and the temperature really didn't change all that much. Mm-hmm. It just depends, you know, how much, how overcast it's going to be. You know, if you're not feeling heat on your face, you're probably, you know, the, heat, the unit's probably not going to be feeling too much either. So, yeah. Yeah. I think sun, sun is pretty much key, but you know, usually when it's way, way cold, that's when it's sunny, you know, it's sunny outside. So, right. Those very crisp, clear, frigid yes, days. That's, that's the day we want days like that yeah so. yep um so i want to kind of shift and ask you about the guide because it's it's okay. i mean as of speaking right now you're at 135 pages there you know you've documented this build inside and out and pictures. also yeah a lot of pictures you've got you've got youtube videos showing the build series um and you're putting yep. this out there for free yeah my only my only uh, income, I guess, would come from anybody buying through the Amazon links. That's really that's it. Okay. I don't, there's no other, no other income. I'm not building these. I'm not. I'm not setting up a manufacturing company here. Purely mm-hmm. for educational use. That's. I mean, if someone chooses to use a Amazon link of mine. Thank you very much. That, that's highly appreciated. Helps me build my next project your next creation yeah i used to sell the guide it was it was i varied between three dollars and five dollars i sold a quite a handful of those and thank you to all those people that bought bought the guide it 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 did enable me to keep this project rocking and make some improvements lots of improvements to the guide the original guide was looking back it's hard to look at (laughs) (laughs) you know that goes yeah yeah i think this one's much more clear much more detailed it's very it is very clear it's very well put together and i I do think that you know looking at it that pretty much anybody with a little bit of of handy skills have could build one so if if you're diy building a tiny house right now you definitely can build one because you've probably already yes. used all these tools. I mean, the yep. cutting, you know, using metal snips can be intimidating for, for people who have never done yeah. it before. Um, do you have any, any yeah. tips or advice there? Well, I have. Yeah, I did my um, little blurbs in there about how to, how to do the two types of cuts. Mm-hmm. Just your standard, you know, snip away. And then there's that, what do I call it? The, mm-hmm. the score bend snap cut i don't mm-hmm. know if that's a real thing but i that's what i call it 
uh, where you, you cut in the same direction as the ribs, which means that one side of the metal cannot be bent up. Yeah. Just like a cutting a scissors with paper cannot do that in one direction. So I think with those two instructions and safety glasses, <laughs> when you're cutting the metal, very yep. important. Yep. Super easy. Satisfying. Not a problem. You could probably ask somebody if you, you know if you couldn't do that. You could probably ask somebody even at the store to help you do that. I don't know if they'll yeah. cut it right. They might. I should ask them that. Yeah, they probably would cut it at the store. Make sure you have the measurements right. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that it's doable. I think everything on in this guide is is doable by your average person. I agree. Everything's lightweight. Yeah, you know that's why I I love the lightness. Every single thing in this you can zing across the yard, no problem. It's yep. Just, yep. Now you I like have like an airplane. <laughs> you have a group for people who are building yeah, a small these. group and i think i'm leaning kind of towards using the the discord kind of move over into discord i think it's easier uh-huh. uh just haven't done just haven't really had time to do much with that but i'm kind of slowly moving over towards yeah that. yeah hopefully get more people asking questions sharing their i want people to share their projects that's that's really what i want to see yeah have you considered i don't know if there are ideas for something i don't know if um there are repositories for open source software i don't know if they allow for open source plans and things but that could be somewhere to look to kind of enter these um in and I, i would i would also personally love to see somebody with a tiny house um build one of these and and put one in yeah, it could be me, be, but I, I'm, awesome. you know, putting this out there, especially if you live in a sunny area. Like if you're in Colorado, um, where you, you know, you get sunny days all winter long, this would be a yeah. real, a real slam dunk in my opinion for, for a tiny house. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, mountain communities out West, this is ideal. I mentioned, I, I don't know if this was pre-interview but you know i worked on the white mountain apache indian reservation and Uh it gets cold and there's a lot of people having to burn wood many of my students had wood wood stoves and that's a lot of work a lot of expense and it's not exactly healthy Mm -hmm. to be breathing in all that smoke you know several students that mentioned you know how smoky their homes were i remember that um yeah being an issue yeah so i would love to you know somehow work with them someday and yeah get these because they have usually pretty small houses there you know these are some of these houses you could call them a tiny home so it's kind of another wish of mine if i could you know get these get these going on the reservation yeah, I, I think it could save people a lot of save people a lot of money, work and money. Yeah, yeah. Heat heat is expensive. Maybe that could be a a crowdfund type deal. That'd be you know something to think about. Yeah, yeah. Well, the website I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. It'll also be in the show notes for this episode. Okay. Is 
DIY-solar-heater.com. Yes, just a beautiful URL, isn't it? My daughter. Hey, DIYSolarHeater.com. <laughs> it's, it's great. Just a she dash between each thing. It's not a good URL, thing. Dad. <laughs> but it, it, it's keyword. It was keyword. It's keyword friendly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what was my goal. So, yeah, cool. come on over if you're interested. Everybody, come on, check it out. Please go watch the videos. They're, they make it so much easier. Yeah. I, I suggest that people watch the video first. Yep. If they want to do it, then go to the guide. And then that takes you through yep. each step with along, you know, along with all the materials. It looks like you um you know, you've got your YouTube channel. Will you be, you know, posting updates throughout the winter, maybe from from your recent install? That's the goal, yeah. Yep. I want to get a lot of videos on there. So just have three right now. Okay. So the channel needs help, people. Please come over and <laughs> do what you can to share. All right. Well, I will link to the YouTube channel as well. Um, it'll all be on the show notes episode for this page, which after after the interview for listeners who know, I'll I'll tell you where that where you can find that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I think people it's a it's fun to just watch. It's just a yeah. fun uh, kind of a relaxing video to watch. I don't put my face in it, you'll notice. It's just the kind of over the shoulder. Over the shoulder so, camera. No. And you've got frills. a good voice. You've got like a good soothing voice, so it's oh, it's easy you. to listen thank to. Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. Well, this was fun, Ethan. Well, Eric Lataki, thank you so much for for being a guest on the show today and thanks for sharing your your DIY solar heater plans with the world. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on and I look forward to coming on again with some more data and uh, maybe some new, new information for you guys. So thanks a lot. Thank you so much to Eric Lataki for being a guest on the show this week. You can find the show notes, including links to the DIY solar heater plans Lots of photos of the installation, the build videos, and a complete transcript at thetinyhouse.net slash 190. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 190. Thank you so much to Eric Lataki for being a guest on the show today. That is all for this week's show. I am your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.